So, so around this idea of traditions and rituals, like yeah. even though we've kind of maybe lost our joy or we've lost the spark for them, mm-hmm. um, if we think about it in those terms that someday we won't be doing this anymore, maybe we can, that we'll find our way back to having the joy in the moment mm-hmm. of it because once it's gone, it's gone, you know, right. once those people are out of our lives or um, we, your daughter moves eight hours away I'm looking at you kid Uh Um, you miss out on a lot of things that would ordinarily seem a bit daunting or over stimulated or whatever but now I would give anything for her to be able to live closer and have all of my grandchildren at our house on Christmas day and yeah Welcome back, listeners. You are tuning in to Soma Speaks, and this is my sexy voice. It's very nice. Thank you. Good job, you. I think you could do a sleep story. Listen. With that voice. Oh, what kind? A sleep story. Oh, probably. For sure. What's a classic? um, Once upon a time in a land far, far away. I don't know the rest. Yeah. Donkey. <laughs> uh, I want to start by saying Merry Christmas, Mr. Ms. Grinch. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> because it's Christmas Day Yay, when Merry this Christmas rolls out. If you're a Christmas person. Yeah. We, we won't go on and on because who knows when you're listening to this, right. but just so you know, it rolled out on Christmas Day. <laughs> Um, listen, Laura, I haven't talked to you about this, but we have received hundreds of emails. Wow. Wanting, all wanting to know who I am. A uh, duh. And I just want to take the next 47 seconds to fill everybody in on who I am. Yeah. Take, okay. take 47 minutes if you want. All right. I've had a couple friends. They're actually mutual friends. Say, I think people listening to this would wonder who the heck you are. (laughs) We already heard the whole podcast about Laura, but who are you? Okay, here's who I am. I'm Laura's friend. We met because she hired me to be a waitress at her family's restaurant because it was a bucket list item of mine to become a waitress. And I completely sucked at it, but I could check that box off. And I'm so glad I hired you. Yes. And do you remember one of the first conversations we had? We were talking about how much we loved boxer dogs. Yes. And she's like, well, I have a couple boxers. And I'm like, I've had boxers. And then the rest is history. Yes. Um, But before that, I grew up in Virginia. I went to high school. I was born with an art talent. I For can, sure. I can draw. Oh, my gosh. I could watch you draw all day. It just is in me. It just is there. I didn't train for it. Mm, and then gift. I did what I thought you should do, and that's go to art school. And I got into Alfred University. And uh, I've often said to people, if I could hit rewind, I would go and do a left-brained um, major in college. Like what? Well, like psychology or sociology or even history or something like that, because um, 
I I didn't really. This sounds so pompous, but I didn't really learn anything in art school. I learned some new things to do and new ways to do it, but it's not like I be. I don't think I became a better artist. And I met some amazing people, but... You had some great experiences around it, but yeah. you didn't necessarily need it in order yeah. to further your craft. No, no. And then, of course, I graduate, and I don't know what the heck to do in the world, and I tempt forever. I don't know if that even is a thing anymore, but it's basically, you go to a place called a temp agency. It's for sure a thing. Yeah. Is it still? Yeah, it's still a thing. And you tell somebody, I'm available for hired to hire me. These are my skills. To, to hear my skills. I can type. I can stuff envelopes. And then they hire you out for days, weeks, or months, or right. maybe years I at a time. I did that a little bit too, yeah. Um, and so I ended up in Corning through a, an ex-boyfriend who got hired in this town. And after we broke up, I stuck around. I'm so glad you did. And I went from job to job. And uh, I currently work at... Um, a prominent grocery store chain for almost 20 years. But I got hired as a sign shop artist there. And the Gosh. job has since migrated. But uh, I, I don't have, um, beyond that, I'm just kind of your, I think your average schmuck in the world. Ah, I disagree. Well, a little bit more. You're way maybe. above average. I can't even imagine my life without you. Aw, same Seriously. girl. Seriously. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, ridiculously talented. So that was 47.3 seconds. Not. No. No, it was longer. That would have been great. I didn't even look at the clock. It doesn't I just, matter. It's just it's just me being funny, you guys. Yeah. Not to mention that this podcast would not even be happening if it weren't for you. Because Laura is not techie. And you are amazing well, at what you can figure out. Yes, you're I so, have fun. I have fun with the tenacity technology. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know why you have fun with it. Because it makes me want to poke my eyes out. But... I, because I'm I don't so want to be a 70-year-old uh, woman they who's can't work like, her phone. <laughs> what's this a button for? I mean, I want to be able to still be And thank God, because I tune. need you. Remember yeah. when they came out with the new thing on the on the iPhone where you can edit your text that you already sent before oh, yeah. the person reads it? And I was like, wait, why does that say edit? How did you do that? And you're just like, the I got the rolling eyes emoji. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, Laura. Listen, all, <laughs> listen, the rest of you, this is my... This is my advice in the world. Google it. YouTube it. Yeah. If you want to know how to fix something or something's broken, look it up. We do ha we do live in a in a world now where that is. Yeah. We don't we're not bringing out the Encyclopedia right. Britannica's anymore. So so I fix like on a side gig of mine just because it thrills me and it's fascinating. I fix iPhones like broken screens. Yes. Um, it's it's tinkering these teeny tiny salt yes. grain screws and shit. Yes. It's fascinating to me. Yes. Oh, and I have have you haven't seen me in my magnifying glasses, <laughs> like jewelers. Like oh jewelers yeah, glasses? yeah, yeah, oh, with I all the totally layers. I could totally see But my it. point is, I, I didn't just uh, touch the iPhone and feel how to fix it. I Googled it and yeah. I YouTubed it yeah. and I follow the videos. I get it. It's not for everybody. No, it's Nobody not for wants me. to be bothered mm -hmm. and we all have our little skills in life. But uh, so this is what I do. And I'm a mom and I have things I do. So we don't do podcasts yeah. for a living. We're, we're not no. getting paid to do this podcast at 
at the time of this recording, right? We are not being to, we don't have to the seven of you listening. <laughs> yes. You know this. You know this already. But in we... case there's somebody out there who has no idea who we are, <laughs> we're just having fun. We're we're busy, but we do this because it's a passion of yeah. ours, and it's time that we can spend together. And we feel like maybe people would want to listen to some yeah. of the things that we have to say. And, and we've said ever since the beginning, if it's just the two of us getting a kick out of each other, that's good so enough be for it. us. It's yeah. just fun, but it is exciting to think. That that somebody in New Zealand could pick us up. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said New Zealand. <gasps> Why? Because okay, when you started talking and you said I I was just born with this gift, these gifts or whatever, I yeah. have a talent, right? I just watched a documentary recently and it was about the and I might I'm gonna get this wrong and I cannot pronounce the name of it. Okay. Um, but they were talking about um traditions in so how new zealand and asia i think were like separated by the ocean but there was a time where they did trade with each other and blah 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 but this there was a craftsman who was crafting a what are those are they totems those big things that they carve wooden uh uh-huh wooden totems they have different Um, faces and eagles right it's an indian thing yeah i don't know if it's a native american thing or what it is but um but it's a tradition in in sure that in that culture in that country okay and so he lived in new zealand and he was carving this beautiful um totem that was going to go to another country that shared roots in this Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not explaining that well but the point being he said something during that um his little segment when they were following him that he um people are like, oh, you have a natural gift. And he said something that uh, I don't even remember what he said, but I was like, wow. And I finished watching it and I went to bed and I, I fell asleep and I woke up at like one thirty, and I uh, had this thought. And so often that will happen to me. And so <laughs> sure. I'll voice text it to oh, myself. Fun. Okay. And w- so when you started talking, this is what I remembered and I went and pulled it up. Oh, okay. This is what I sent to myself. At what um, time? Well, here I had resent it to myself because when I got it was one oh. thirty in the morning when okay. I when I was voice texting it, so I had to edit it. Yeah. And so this is at like four thirty five in the afternoon okay. by the time I edited it. But this is what it says. All gifts begin as a passion for something important to us, our culture or our humanity. Mm. And so and basically what he was saying was I I have a passion for doing this work mm. and the gift comes from embracing that passion. I like it. So it's not that you were just born with all of these gifts and talents to be this amazing artist. Mm. It's that you have a passion for it that brings those gifts to the surface. And that's an important distinction, I think, because you could be born with this gift to have, to have this beautiful ability to, to make art, mm-hmm. but maybe never have the opportunity to right. utilize that or to use it. Right. It was that you recognized it and you furthered it. So even going to college and getting an yeah. education on something that you kind of didn't need, you still needed to have that experience and you maybe built confidence in your abilities. Well, I feel like everything has its purpose, whether you see it at that time or not. Right. I have to give credit to other people in my life too for kind of pushing me, especially my husband. Like he'll say to you know, you should do that. Oh, I don't want to. And then I'll begrudgingly do it and it'll open a door for something else that I will want to do. Or whatever. Why do you think you're resistant? I don't, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I do know that I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Yes. Yeah, and when you get like that, you, you find all sorts of ways to sabotage starting something. 
you won't even just dive in because if the end result won't be good, and I'm, I mean, at age 52, I'm trying to not do that. And this podcast is actually a perfect example of that. Like, we, we just dove in yeah, and, and things did. will come to us now. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we had to learn how to use the, the stuff to well, make the podcast you did. <laughs> Yeah, right. She put that in my hands, but. Um, yeah, because I was like, yeah, cross-eyed at it. But. Yeah, but, but I think in the past, I, I would have found all sorts of ways that I, I wasn't ready. And I do think that's common with podcasting, at least what I'm reading, is people will find all sorts of ways to say, well, I'm not, I'm not ready to do my first episode. And. Laura and I were thinking like, well, let's just do it. Right. Even if we're babbling even the whole time. Even if it's crap. Yeah. Like, we'll have fun doing it. Yeah. And then maybe somebody else, even if we always said, even though there's only one other listener yeah. out there, we're doing this because we feel like we have something to yeah. say. And yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. So. So, um, but we, we dove in today. I, I was just playing too about the hundred. Wait, we haven't gotten hundreds of emails. <laughs> But but that said, um, I do want to encourage people to email us. We were we were going to say if anybody's got something that they wouldn't mind hearing Laura's two cents on, and and my two funny cents on that, uh, please you know email us. It's in the show notes. The email address I think it's Soma Speaks Podcast at gmail dot com. But I'm 99% well, sure. Well, you'll, you'll put it. it in the... It's in the show notes, though. Show notes. And uh, just give us a shout out. Say hi. We'll uh, mention you and we'll bring up your thoughts. And maybe, I mean, yeah. I we would might love... have a whole podcast around something you're wondering. I would love to do Yeah, that. she would love it. It's pretty much what I do mm-hmm. in my practice. People right. come in and they have something specific that they want to work yes. on. And and we find, we, we go through the ESP squared thing and we find... Right. We put that puzzle together yeah. and we figure out all those. If someone's out there who's got something going on and nobody could seem to figure it out, there might be a good chance that Laura has it already had something like that come by her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but we, but being Christmas, we thought we would jump into um, the whole thoughts behind traditions and rituals in life. Yeah. We like that topic. Not in- just the holidays, but since it's a holiday right now for right. a lot of us. So off the top of your head, uh, let's hear a tradition that comes to mind with you or your family. Oh, I'd love to talk about that. Thanks for asking. Um, so a couple of years ago on Christmas Day, so we always have this tradition, we go to my brother and sister-in-law's Christmas Eve, and we do what is commonly known, I believe, as Chinese yeah, I think Christmas that's a or, thing. Is that what it's called? I, I don't want to be so. disrespectful, but that's what I think it was originally called. called you bring a white elephant gift, basically, and you wrap it up and you everybody puts their gift in the pile and you get numbers and people draw you, whatever number you get is when you get to pick from the pile and you can steal from people and you never know what you're going to end up with. So we started doing that a few years ago and it's a lot of fun. Like we have a lot of laughs with that. And then everybody- Some real would, gifts, some gag gifts. A couple of gag gifts okay. thrown. Sometimes it's a real gift with a gag gift because yeah. there's like a price cap- Sure. on it and how much you can spend. There was a whole fu- uh, brown fuzzy water bottle incident of, you know, 20 
12 or something. Um, my mother-in-law, you know, those hot water, those bottles that you fill with hot water yes, and put the cap the on the rubber, them. the red rubber yes. ones. Yes. Well, she had one that had like brown fur around it and everybody was like, well, you what know, whoever got stuck with it was just like, geez, thanks for the hot water bottle. And then it showed up the next year yeah. and then I got it and I actually used that thing until it didn't work. Until it was probably it pretty awesome, right? It was great. I loved it. <laughs> so even though it was kind of a gag, it was also really fun. So then on Christmas Day, people would just come to our house and then we would, we always draw names for Christmas. So we would, um, they'd come to our house and we'd have food and exchange Christmas gifts or whatever. Um, so a couple of years ago, my husband and I had this idea of doing a murder mystery uh, themed Christmas Day mm. where people would come dressed in character mm. and we would play, play out. You ask questions and you f- try to figure out who the murderer is. And everybody was kind of like, oh, I don't really know what this is. What, you pur- they, you purchased the story Yeah, or we purchased the, the story. Oh, and then okay. You, there's a lot of work involved of printing things and oh. having out, you know, props and, and they things. want you to do the props and costumes yes. or you can buy those so, too? Um, so I think that they came in costume, but we had all the, we that's had fun. all of the stuff, everything else that we needed. Oh, that's neat. And it was a lot of work, but, and everybody was kind of into it, but not really. Um, we kind of had fun with it. And then the next year we just didn't do it because right. I was like, oh, it was too much work and nobody really seemed to enjoy it. So this year my husband was like, I think we should do that again. Oh, people, kids have gotten older. It yes. probably helps. Yes, it helps. Okay. Um, well, my niece and nephew were, were definitely into it. They're, they were young enough and young enough, but old enough to really uh, yep. be into it. And this yep. year they're, you know, adults. And um, so we're doing it again anyway. So we, um, we did a little different this time before I gave everybody their character. This is who you're going to be. Oh. And this is your character sheet. And you okay. can dress up if you want to. And they find out when they get there. Um, no, we, I told them all ahead, ahead of time. time. I gave them all the packets ahead of time. Okay. So this year we had the list of characters and we assigned a number to each one of those characters. Oh. And then in a group text with everybody, I said, everybody pick a number between one and 13. Oh my God. And they didn't, so they didn't know who they were choosing. And my brother-in-law um, chose Mrs. Claus. So oh. he'll have to dress in character. As you Mrs. have a murder Claus. mystery that Im- involves the Claus. Yeah, it's a Christmas themed murder mystery. Who gets mystery. killed? I don't or know. You don't know. I don't oh, know. You don't That's know. the fun Wait, part. Wait, so even though you set it up, you don't know the outcome, right? How's that? How they do that? It's a it's a bit complicated. How, can but... I come to your party? Yeah. Oh, that's and you. Neat. Well, you can actually. I mean, nowadays you can zoom in or Skype in, and you can do distance things, which we didn't think about in time. My daughter, my oldest daughter, lives right. in Ohio, and um, can't you know she can't. Christmas is hard for her to yeah. make it here, but we could have. You could have done that. Zoomed her. We'll in, do so it a girl's maybe next night. Year. We'll do a good. Yeah. Do you need a minimum amount of people? Um, this one you could do two to four people. You could do four to fourteen. Oh, you wow. could do okay. four to twenty. I um, love it. So we did the four to fourteen because we only have thirteen people. This so year, the the dude, your brother in law, was Mrs. Claus. He's going to be Mrs. Claus <laughs> when we're listening to this <laughs> on Christmas get pictures Day. Of hopefully, him. he is dressed as Mrs. Claus. <laughs> My husband also chose a female character. And uh, Cindy Lou Wu, not to be confused <laughs> or to be confused yeah. with Cindy. We have copyright issues to deal with. Here. Right. Um, Claus C L A W S C L A U S E. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of play in words. There's Billy the Elf is one of them. Uh, that's a play on Buddy the Elf okay. from the movie. Yes. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of Who fun. Who are you? Um, I am uh, Rudolph. So R U E last name Dolph. <laughs> so I'm a female reindeer. <laughs> that's, that's what I. That's funny. the one I chose. So it, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, my daughter is going to be. Um, oh gosh, what 
I can't remember the name, but it's a play. What's the kid's name from um, Ralphie? Christmas? Ralphie. Yeah, it's um, Ralphie. <laughs> no, I think it is. It's Ralphie the Ralphie Ryder, I think. Oh, because Red Ryder BB gun. Yes. And so then it gives um, suggestions on the sure. costume and sure, everything. Sure, sure. So it is going to be, everybody's Please, like really into it. promise to take pictures? Well, so here's the, okay. here's the, Uh-oh. the thing. We will take pictures and we will share them um, with individuals. We will not post on social media oh, any okay. pictures um, because that's, that's just unfair. I mean, everybody would have to sign off on it. So what are you talking about? We wouldn't just like take a picture of my brother wearing my brother-in-law wearing a dress and put it on Facebook. He needs to be okay with that. So I can't promise <sighs> that there will be oh, publicly accessible okay. photos of anybody. Well, then I will privately look at your brother-in-law <laughs> dressed. As Mrs. Claus and laugh my ass off because this is the guy I worked for. Yeah. He has dressed up like a girl before at one at one point. I love it. Yeah. So so that's one of our it's like a developing tradition or ritual. Even late in the game. I like it. Yeah. It's okay to switch it up. Like that's we did it this way for so many years and and we just wanted to put a little spice into it. We want to change it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. All the same characters. You know, mm-hmm, just a, mm-hmm. a different way of being together. Like um, yeah. So that's that's a little Christmas tradition that we are developing. We're in year two right now, but we have a continues. tradition in our. We don't have many traditions, but the one that I've had. Okay, so I grew up with fake Christmas trees. I don't think we ever got a real Christmas tree, but then. I don't even know if I knew you could. That sounds ridiculous saying wow. out loud. But I come from a busy metropolitan area of Virginia, and I feel like everybody just had a fake tree. Um, but um, so I get these real trees, but they have to be scraggly, cheap trees. <laughs> so we go to the Christmas tree farm and we go right to the slush pile. And for the years and years, we, we only paid six or seven or eight You're getting Charlie Brown trees, basically. Yeah. 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 The, the ones that nobody wants. Aww. So we still do that. That's our thing now. Like, even if I had all the money in the world, I'd be like, no, no, we can't do that. We have to buy the crap because it, the shittiest looking tree always looks amazingly gorgeous and beautiful once the lights are on and all the ornaments are on and it's your tree. So that's our tradition. And we just, um, I have a buddy at work who grew a Christmas tree farm and now they're all overgrown. So he has to like chop the tree down (gasps) and then like chop it in half to get a Christmas tree size tree at the top of the tree. So anyway, I'm like, oh, even better. I love it. So a lot of these are like two headed because they're weird, what? they kind of sprouted up the. the oh my instead gosh. of one spire up the middle. It'll oh my be gosh, like... you could do a whole Harry Potter theme <laughs> with the two-headed dog thing. Oh, that's funny. Um, <gasps> but so we, I just actually put it in the stand right before we started this podcast. Because you have to let it rest or something, right? Uh, are you supposed to? I think so. Well, we do rechop the bottom. Okay, and we got it somewhat upright because that's the other part of it they all grow super crooked and weird so you gotta like aim for what's straight it's funny it it's is funny but it's up and, and they tip over and yeah. the cats jump in on no and... our cats never did do oh, that our cat just knocked ours over the first night we put it up yeah it over. i don't want any part of that just a little we just have like a little three foot um, but it's fake tree. so you yeah. don't have a bunch of water that's gonna go right exactly so that's our that's our tiny tradition and uh so what do you think the um 
let's talk about the health benefits of tra- traditions and rituals. What do you mm. think the the benefit is to having this tradition around this Christmas tree? Oh, it's a vacuum. Somebody's vacuuming upstairs. I don't know if that's coming oh, through. It's in the, the hallway. In the speaker, it's but in the we, it sounded Somebody, like a small like, jet engine in the it? office. There's a there's a <laughs> something happening. We're being um, invaded. It's the apocalypse. The health benefits. Well, uh, assuming that your tradition or ritual brings you joy, yeah, is probably Huge. something really good to look forward to every year. Um, yeah, and if it doesn't, what if it doesn't bring you joy? Well, of course, you should probably get rid of it and not Find do a way it to anymore. Modify it. But uh, I'm trying to think of what kind of things people do. Uh, well, this isn't necessarily a a slam on religion, but I mean, I think some people go to church every year because mm-hmm. they think they're supposed to and they don't really want to. Right. Now, I, on the other hand, I was born and raised Catholic and I didn't think a whole lot about it, but I really loved Christmas time and going to midnight mass and singing all these carols, yeah. you know, that's what I liked about it. But, um, and then at what point did you realize that it that I didn't really care. You didn't really care. Well, probably my late teens. Okay. Or it didn't do it for me anymore. Yeah. But you know, right now thinking about it, I would I would go back and I think exactly the same thing would happen. I'd be like, I'll go through all these steps to get to the singing of Silent Night <laughs> because I I'm doing a karaoke version in the <laughs> into church with it. So I'm like, man, I am Mariah Carey right now. This is awesome. <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know health benefits. Uh, well, what? So you have a thought on that? Right? I don't know if I don't oh. know if I do. Yeah. I think I was just genuinely curious. I'm always curious about rituals and traditions and how I'm paying closer attention to people when mm. I ask them around this time of year, like uh-huh. leading up to this time of year, into even like Halloween and even. Uh, Thanksgiving, like at Halloween time, I'd be like, now do you, do you get a lot of trick or treaters or what's yeah. your favorite part? And then Christmas time, what, what's your, what's your rituals or yeah. what do you do? So recently when I was, um, taking a class and I was down in Florida, we took an Uber from the condo we were staying at to the airport and the, the driver had a very distinct, um, accent, mm-hmm. New York City accent. Mm. In Florida. In Florida. And so I said to him, you're not from here. And he said, no, I've lived here 10 years. I'm from New York City. And I said, the Bronx. And he was like, oh, good for you. You're not going to do it? I just recognize. I can't. I'm terrible at accents. That's a whole thing. I'm just awful (laughs) at them. So I'm not even going to try. But it was very obvious to me. The Bronx. I could. I could pick it up but I can't do it <laughs> so anyway so you called him and he got you and got he was it. like good for you yeah. um, so anyway he said he'd moved there 10 years ago and he loves everything about it he was just sick of the cold and the snow mm. and all of that and he goes but I will say now he's a big burly kind of guy mm-hmm. like New York City Bronx his name guy. was Tony I don't even know let's just say his name was Tony I don't even know if I knew his name but or if I ever caught his name but he said um you know, my wife and I were just kind of sick of the cold winters and all three of our kids were here in this state. Oh, and that's so funny. we just mm-hmm. thought, yeah, let's retire. Let's move to Florida. And he goes, but I will say, and I was not expecting this from him. Mm. He said, the thing that I missed the most, I am missing the most about living in New York at Christmas time is, is the beautiful 
snow. The, Why? Why is that so just, shocking? He just, th- I just didn't, I, he was got a little bit emotional oh, about okay. it. Like okay. I was shocked that he had some emotion yeah. around that. And he goes, you know, there's just nothing like that. He goes, I, I love it here. He goes, the other thing, there's two things he, he missed the most. It was Christmas and the snow and the sparkles yeah. in the city. Yeah. Um, and he said, and Halloween. He said, because we could just sit out on our stoop uh-huh. and oodles and oodles of children yeah, would he go by loved it. Yeah. and he loved seeing the kids in their costumes they're and, not doing that in florida and they don't get they don't get that in florida mm-hmm. they don't get the obviously don't get the snow and they don't and trick-or-treaters where they live they just mm-hmm. don't get trick-or-treaters and as time goes by i think there's fewer and fewer anyway even yeah. if you live in an area where you would normally get a lot they're doing things at schools now they're trying to keep the kids yeah. safe which is great but there and is something like, He's like, and now the more I talk about it, I think I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell my wife, hey, listen, we're moving back to the Bronx. <laughs> You're doing it so good. I could it's, never. It's okay. <laughs> i give it a C minus. I'm, I'm terrible. Uh, there, yeah. I can bit do there. a little bit of Long Island. Yeah, you have, go a little but, Long know, Island. But then that's all I can do. But that's not the and Bronx. And that's just because I've been watching the, the Long Island medium, mm-hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> that's, as, that's as good as I get. Oh, you're not getting any more out of me. I'm just terrible at it. My father-in-law dubbed me Puerto Rican <laughs> because I would try to speak with a Greek accent and it would slip into <laughs> Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. Yeah. And so, he, you're, not, you're not Greek, you're Puerto Rican. And so... <laughs> My entire time that I knew this man, yeah. rest his soul, he always called me Rodriguez. Oh, that's funny. That he was never called nick- you Laura. Nope. I mean, once in a while. Oh, okay. Or but Lulu. whatever. Sometimes he'd call that me Lulu. But, or Low. He would call me Low. <laughs> but but if he said, where's Rodriguez? Everybody knew who he was talking about. Where's Laura? That's you know, funny. like Rodriguez. Like, yeah. where did he ever come? And then it came out that that's why he because uh, I, like I spoke Puerto that's Greek. That's a fun little thing. <laughs> Isn't it funny that the things that can, not so much that one, but it made me think of it, the things that can sometimes drive us the craziest, you miss the most when it's gone. Yes. Yeah. So true. So, so around this idea of traditions and rituals, like even though we've kind of maybe lost our joy or we've lost the spark for them, Mm -hmm. um, if we think about it in those terms that someday... We won't be doing this anymore. Maybe we can, that we'll find our way back to having the joy in the moment of mm-hmm. it because once it's gone, it's gone. You know, right. once those people are out of our lives or um, we, your daughter moves eight hours away, I'm looking at you, kid. Uh-huh. Um, you miss out on a lot of things. Sure. That would ordinarily seem a bit daunting or over stimulated or whatever but right. now i would give anything for her to be able to live closer and have all of my grandchildren right at our house on christmas day and yeah the and then again it. you'd be counting the minutes till they left. right and then as soon as they <laughs> left, well that's what happens they'll come and stay for a few days and then they'll and it'll be like by the fifth day that they're there i'm just like oh <sighs> my god yeah. i am done being a grandma i love right you now. but and the minute they pull out of the driveway it's like crickets <laughs> in the house and it's like oh now I'm sad. Oh, that's, yeah, that's something. <laughs> it's a catch-22. Um, yeah, but um, I was trying to think just now of how how this might apply to your practice. Like, I, maybe it doesn't at all. I mean, we just like the topic, but is there something topic. that, uh, uh, okay, has anyone come in and they have a specific r- routine or they want you to do something specifically the same way every time. Um, 
Yes. Mm. Yes. In fact, I just had the, a similar thing. Um, a woman that I see regularly, and I always know what she wants. Um, she's really into the myofascial stuff. And so we do a full body myofascial session, which takes like an hour and a half. And that's she's in the face cradle for the first part. That's really how she relaxes. Mm-hmm. And then she's, which is crazy to me because I cannot relax on the face mm. cradle. But she's one of those people that that's much more comforting to her. And then we do the second half face up. Face up. And she came in. Um, recently and we were doing the intake and I knew right away that what she needed, that she needed a cranial sacral session. And so I said to her, we're going to mix it up. We're going to do a cranial sacral session today. And she was like, Oh, but I really, really, and I'm like, listen, Mm -hmm. I am here to give you what you need, not what you want. If you want, if you want that feel good session, you know other therapists. That oh, you wow. To, you were, you were politely giving her the boot. But she knows. She knows. <laughs> no. She knows me well enough. Sure, like sure, she's sure. not a new person. So I, you know, I said, I'm here to give you what you need today. And you're, I cannot ignore what your body is telling me it yeah. wants. So we ended up doing this, the cranial sacral session. And I, and she was very relaxed. Mm. And I think she got more out of it than she even anticipated. Sure. So, so sometimes it's a little bit hard to break out of those. Yeah. Um, well, this is what I do. I go there and she does this and it feels great. And I leave and I feel good for a couple of days. And, um, but she, I knew what she needed. This so time, routine so. that fits into, that fits into the world of tradition and, um, rituals yeah. to me. Yeah. So, routine, um, for sure. Do you, do you have any sort of routine that you do before you see patients, uh, every day? You, you've mentioned your morning routine, yep. but anything that you do to prepare for a patient? So maybe not specifically before they get here, okay. but once they get on the table and once I get my hands on them, I'm really leaning into this idea of a few moments of quiet mm. and it could be 30 seconds. It could be three minutes. It could be the entire session. Sometimes it's quiet. And what do just, you mean by quiet? Uh, I'm not speaking. They're not speaking. I'm just moving around the body and following what the body says. What if they talk though? Or do you tell them? No. Nope. Oh, okay. So in the very beginning, I'll say, so I just need a couple of minutes of quiet. And, um, and then, mm-hmm. you know, I always make sure people understand you can move your body in any way that you feel called to on this table at any time. Mm-hmm. You're not frozen in place. Um, you can speak if something comes up and you need to speak, you can speak. Mm-hmm. And some people do and some people don't. But I, so I'll put my hands on them and I'll do the same little mantra or ritual that I use in the morning before I leave the house. Oh. I'll do for them. Mm. And so I'm connecting, I'm bringing Mother Earth in, I'm pulling that energy through their body and energy field as well as mine and connecting to divine source and asking for that information to be transmuted for their highest and greatest good. And then I'm bringing it back down into their body and energy field to encompass them. Um, and then returning that information to mother earth for her total healing. And once I do that, then I'll move into uh, what is called a still point hold. That's a cranial sacral specific to cranial sacral therapy, um, where I'm holding their head in a very specific way. And when I get to that point, I'll ask um, just their head in both your hands. Um, right. So you're their sitting head is... at the top of their body. Correct. Okay. So I start off doing a little what we call cervical tractioning, where my hands are kind of flat on the back of their head and their neck, and I'm just tractioning ever so slightly. They're on their back. They're face up. Usually, oh, right. usually face up. And then I will, um, 
I'll do that whole thing that I just talked about yes. pulling through. And then I'll move my hands so that my hands are under their head only. Mm-hmm. And that's called a still point hold. And at that point, I'll invite their inner physician to come in. Oh, that's an and, interesting phrase. And guide me. I've never heard you say that before. No? No. Yeah. Their so, inner physician. Inner physician. Everybody has an inner physician. Um, and Are they ever from the Bronx? <laughs> I'm just saying stupid. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting how that inner physician comes in. Sometimes they step forward and they're, and it looks like this person at present time. Other times it'll be them when they were like four. It's always It always comes forward though. Almost, I don't, I'm trying to think if I've ever had a... Have you done that to me? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know that I have with you. Yeah. I think the inner physician thing is fairly okay. new. I would say in the last year or so, um, since I started, I took my first cranial sacral class yeah. and I learned about it and I devoured this book by Dr. Upledger called Your Inner Physician and You. Highly recommend it, even for uh, people that aren't in body work. Check um, the show notes, people. Yeah. It's amazing. So, so you you're asking that, and and it's yep. a vibe, it's a visual. It could be anything. Yeah, it can it can literally show up as anything. And they're talking about and some issues. So yeah, so I'm asking. So sometimes like multiple things will come up, and I'll be like, okay, slow your roll. Like we only have X amount of time. Yeah. What can what would you like me to accomplish in this amount of time, and and in what order? And then I'll wait. And mm. then, boom, I'm just drawn to areas of the body. Mm. And so sometimes it's areas of the body that we didn't even talk this, about. We didn't talk about and they didn't even know. And this just happened for me yesterday. Okay, I was working with a co- friend and colleague who is um, on this exploration with me of this cranial sacral work. And we like to do trades so we can compare notes and talk about things. And I went on the table first. And she was doing this thing called arcing, which is when you read the body um, and you can kind of figure out where there might be restrictions or whatever. And she ended up on my left leg. And I'm just thinking, I don't have any pain in my left leg. I don't, nothing's wrong with my, I didn't even complain about my left leg. But because I know this work, I was just like, okay, that's where she's being called. We're going to go with it. And so she was just doing this gentle hold and not really, you know, it's very gentle, subtle work. Um, and I started feeling this tingling and these weird, like letting go sensations. And a whole bunch of emotional stuff came up for me on the table and I had an emotional release, which I don't get to have those often. Of course not. I see them all the time, but I don't really have, um, she's really the I'm only glad that you're able to do that therapist. with your yeah. c- colleague. Yes. She's the one of the few that I get a chance to work with that is able to do that yeah. for me. And so it kind of took me by surprise. And um, so what I did was, okay, it's the left side of the body. It's feminine energy. It's past traumas that are resurfacing. And I start going through all these lists and it became very clear to me, which I won't I won't get into, but it came became very clear to me what it was about. Mm-hmm. And as I had this um, a little bit of emotional release and she worked, continued to work on my leg, my leg felt completely different when she was done. And how I didn't different even... if it didn't feel anything before? Exactly. That's well, what's how so mind feel different? Try to find the words. Okay. It felt different in the sense of I was not realizing I was holding tension in that leg. Okay. Uh, I was not even realizing that leg kind of flops out a little bit to the side when I'm on the table. And so, yeah. And all of a sudden it just felt, I, I had that tingling sensation and I had some, I felt some stretching happening there and my leg felt longer and now felt more, um, (laughs) in line with my other leg. Huh. Like I felt like I have a pair of legs now instead of just this, my right leg that 
you know, and do you ever uh, exchange work with this person? And do you feel like you're pretty evenly balanced? Like you are connected? Or or do they ever do something? And you're like, I would not do that to my people. Um, I don't think that's ever happened with her. <laughs> okay. I've had other sessions with yes. other therapists. Where oh, I'm you just, have? Where I'm just like, dude, you are a quack. Not even that. <laughs> <laughs> not even that. Just kind of like, sometimes it's, wow, I never thought to do this. I'm going to try that. <gasps> well, did I cut you off? Yeah, no, go, go, go. Well, what about... Uh, because because you you pick up things, yeah. You have somebody else work on you, and you picking up stuff from them touching you. Yes, let's hear one of those. Yes, it actually happened with Donna oh, okay. one time. Can you share? And I will. I can share without getting into too much detail. She was working on me. I was at her office at the time, and she was working on me. And someone came through in her that had crossed over in her life, and I just blurted it out. I was just like. Blech. And she was, and she was kind of taken so aback. So she didn't know you had that. She did. Okay, but she didn't wasn't expecting it when she was working on me, you know. Gotcha. And so I just, I just like mm-hmm. word vomited yeah. it on her, and she was like taken aback. And then afterward, we had a conversation about it, and she was like, "She, sweetest woman, I, I love Donna. She is. I my can't heart. believe I haven't met her yet. Oh, she's so great. Um, so she was very good about explaining to me why <laughs> we need to be careful when." Uh that kind of stuff. It was helpful then. It was. Um, And one other time I was getting a massage in. um, So we mentioned my family's restaurant and we used to every year go on these um, to the food show up in Syracuse at the Turning Stone. And they were, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. They Uh had all these activities and stuff. And one of the things you could do was get a um, frou-frou, get a massage. So I went and got a massage from this woman. And while she's working on me, I was diagnosing her. And (laughs) I was like, can I ask you a question? She was like, sure. I was like, do you have a lot of leaves around your house? Is there like a pile? Like if you look out your kitchen window, is there like a pile of leaves you got out there? She goes, Yes, because it's the fall time, you know. She's like, yes. And I said... Um, You're like, that's damaging the foundation of your home. <laughs> it's retaining moisture and that's not good. No, go ahead. It go was ahead. damaging the foundation of her soul, I oh, think, because okay. she was highly allergic, as it turned out. Oh, like mold and shit. The mold and the, a lot of people are allergic <sighs> yeah. to that. Oh, I so mean... She didn't know, but I said to her, are you having a lot of sinus issues and a lot of respiratory? And she goes, yes. I said, it's the leaves. You got to get rid of leaves. She goes, oh my God, no one's ever mentioned that before. I've been to all these allergists and I, you know, I was like, yeah, you need to go, you need to go get checked for that that specific allergy. Was that um, session free? (laughs) No. Well, it was free. I didn't have to pay for it. Oh, that's right. It was part of the thing. But but it ended up being more about her than it was me. I really didn't even get a good relaxation So you're like chatting about her while she's just mindlessly rubbing your back. Yes, pretty much. And (laughs) and, uh, I mean, I don't regret it because whatever. She obviously needed that because then it just led right into, um, I don't remember specifically. I think it had something to do with her young daughter. Um where her young daughter was sleep. Something had just recently happened with her young daughter. That's something serious. But I can't, I am like, you have a daughter. She's, is she about three? She, you know, like I was being How very long ago specific. was this? Probably, oh my goodness. Like seven, 15? No, oh, seven oh, oh. to 10 years ago, okay. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, wow. So yeah. you like, did but you I like give that. her advice about her daughter? Yes. I gave and you're her. like, and now your daughter has a friend. <laughs> but wait, wait, it's, it's your daughter's friend's mom. She has a growth 
I'm just being seriously. Stupid. You Stop you it. are being stupid, but it's that stuff happens. That shit happens to me. And all then the are time. you like, shut up? My inner voice is going, shut dude. The I can fuck only up. yeah. I can only handle so much in life. Stop it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and I notice also another thing that has come up for me is noticing that um, we've kind of strayed from rituals. Maybe, we have, but, but it's still fun. <laughs> There's no way somebody's listening, going, oh, "This is awful." What about the rituals? <laughs> Anyway. Oh, I love you so much. Um, I forgot what I was even oh, going to say. Uh, wait, uh, it's too uh, much. The- oh, I would. I noticed that my <laughs> when I started paying more attention to um, these messages that I get, I noticed that sometimes my mood will switch dramatically, mm. and it and I'm starting to try to tune into that because sometimes it's not even me that's actually somebody else's energy trying Good. to come through for somebody that I'm with. Oh wow. And I don't know how to interpret it, right? I'm used to things just boom coming to me, but when they come to me in those weird ways, I'm kind of like, oh, what those So more of a mood than a phys- well, I won't say physical presence because you said it's not really like that. Right. But it's the mood that's prevalent. Right. And some so sometimes it's an imagery I get when I'm working on somebody. Right. Sometimes it's just a knowing. Right. Um I don't hear like voices necessarily but um but i do pick up on but the moods on on moods what's the word what's have you have you you haven't had uh get it get it (laughs) spit it out have you had a mood where you're like you have got you've got to leave this is not good (laughs) i'm not saying evil presence right but something where you're like no 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 you got to come back later when you're when you're not like this, mm. I don't know. And do you even say that in your head? If, what do you? If the person comes in and they're in a in a particular, like I had a gentleman recently who was just fit to be tied when he got here, and he's someone I've been seeing for a while. This so. is the actual patient that came in. Yes. Okay. Yes, the actual patient, yes. and he just had a rough go, and he was spewing some things and yeah. getting some things off his chest. And I can I can easily just listen, like, and not get sucked into that. I'm yeah. I'm working on that and that more and more to not be sucked into. Yeah. Yeah. They oh, were a yeah. jerk, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. exciting, just listening. Um, and he was just fit to be tied. And I was like, let's just get you on the table. Let me just get my hands on you. And the minute I did, I could feel his mm. energy coming down and I oh. was able to using my mantras and using all of that. I was able to sort of diffuse him a little bit and he ended up being able to relax and, mm. um, so things like that have happened, but yeah. I don't feel like anybody's ever come in carrying something where I was just like, Ugh, oh, I can't touch them can't, right now. I can't work with this person. Well, that would be an interesting thing. And would you yeah. say to them, I, I am not able to. Oh, I did just remember one little thing. Yeah. I worked with a guy once and he came with it. He came with his own crystal that somebody had given him or something. And it was a beautiful crystal. And we put it. At the foot of his bed. He he between, said, I want you to put this here. He put it. I think he put it there. Okay. I came in and it was there. And now, my, my my brain right away is like, oh, God, give me a break. No, he's... But go ahead. Oh, my God. He's an awesome guy. Um, You okay. would not say that I if wouldn't you met say, him. Okay. No, for sure. Uh, anyway, I came in. The crystals between his feet. I didn't think anything about it. I went up. I started doing my rituals. And I had worked with him before. And he's very... He was very easy to read. Mm. Um, And for whatever reason, this day, I was like, I'm... It was like 15 minutes into the session. I'm like, wow, this isn't like the other sessions. Mm. I can't understand why I'm not reading Mm. him like I used to. 
And then I, and then kind of at the same time, we both realized it was probably that crystal. So I took it off the bed and I put it back in its little velvet pouch and I went back and put my hand and boom. I what was the in. hell kind of crystal was and it? And I, it was like some kind of a protection. Like what? He's like, Wait. yeah, it's specifically for protection. So he's like, are you saying there was some sort of, it's like a force field around him. I don't know how to explain it. Like it sounds ridiculous, but it does honest sound to ridiculous. God, honest to God, you can't make this up. Like it was such an obvious. And he agreed. He was like, oh yeah, put that in the bag. Yep, we put it in the bag. I went back to the table. But why does he carry it around? He had just come in with it that day. Oh, wasn't it wasn't reason. his pet crystal? No, 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 no. It was like a somebody had, had given it to him, and he just thought it would be fun to bring the energy into the room or whatever. And yeah, and it just it, it, do you believe in carrying crystals around for energy? Yeah, you're like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's let's, for let's like, talk about our friend Teresa Knapp. Oh, well, sure. Hey, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Well, okay. Let's hear it. Um, it is there a ritual involved? I don't or know. Or tradition? Well, kind of. Try to make a I tradition mean... wrapped around this. <laughs> we, <laughs> let's it, validate our well, whole she rocks. Here. We've always said she rocks. Oh. Um, she's really into crystals. She's really yes. into... All, I mean, this girl's got more crystals okay. and stones than anybody. Uh, she's got big cojones, <laughs> She too, sleeps but. on a bed of them. <laughs> Just about, yeah. She's, like, amazing. And okay. she she feels their energy. And she's also somebody who can see colors. Like, uh, she'll be just... Mm. outside looking at the hills covered in rainbow colors mm. you know i don't get to see colors so i'm always envious of that um but yeah there's definitely a science behind so she carries them yes always and she gifts them to people and you know i have my big bowl of what happens if she would gift me one and i'm like oh god a rock and she'd say, I know. I'm not asking you to believe what I believe. I'm just asking okay. you to give it a chance. Put it in your pocket and see what happens. Forget about it. Put it in your pocket. Forget about it. See what happens. I mean, that's just her personality. Okay. She just, she's very Is there something wrong with me if I carry it around for a week and I'm like, I, I feel was, nothing. It, yeah. No, no, there's nothing wrong no. with you. It just, it doesn't resonate with well, you. Well, I just wondered if I was missing out on something. You might be. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> I, Teresa, send her a crystal, will ya? Well, make sure it's smooth. I don't want something pointy in my no, pocket. No, they're usually they're usually a little well, something you know I little. can I can mindlessly stroke that brings me comfort. Yes, I like smooth stones. I remember my husband and I were watching. We're both making hand gestures I, right now. <laughs> well, this is mostly because I was gripping the microphone. So hard. <laughs> um, how, how are we doing on time? We're good. Okay. So my just, husband just and come I come up were... with a tradition for God's sakes. Okay. We have, I have this tradition of talking with my husband and he said, there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was watching Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh yeah. Love Bill Nye. Yeah. And, uh, this was a few years ago and he did a whole episode on crystals and he was really poo-pooing them. Okay. And my husband, <laughs> I want to watch it. Now. Looks at me and he says, are you and Bill broke up now? <laughs> I'm like, no, listen, I still love Bill and he is entitled to his opinion. He's wrong, but he's entitled to his opinion. Um, but there, there is some scientific as evidence I, that crystals hold a specific energy and it's I, all I about know. intention. I, I would like to watch a show on this topic. Yeah. I yeah. need, I need a crystal people develop energy rituals. documentary. Yes. People develop rituals around their, yeah. around crystals for specific reasons. <laughs> so. So I'm thinking about this house that we moved into. The The lady that owned it before us, we knew her, and she was a geologist. Yeah. And the house had all sorts of rocks all over the house. Well, she left them there. 
Now, I don't know whatever the circumstances were, but our house was full of these rocks, like boxes of rocks. Boxes of And rocks. I was like, oh, my God. You didn't get rid of them, did you? <laughs> That's another whole story. I'm going to share it. I'm okay. Share it okay. 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 So we have these- The tradition is. <laughs> <laughs> the tradition of telling the story because it makes me laugh so hard. Cardboard boxes of all these different rocks. To me- <laughs> They're useless. I'm not going to be able to make it through this story. Okay. Teresa, They're, she's sorry. <laughs> They're useless. They're ugly. They're heavy. They're just in boxes. Like, what the hell? I want my house to myself. So we pushed these boxes all over the house because we didn't want to do it. Ron didn't want to get rid of them. And that's fine. I, I respect it to a degree. So finally, it's been a couple years now, and I want this room. And I'm like, can we please move these rocks? And he's like, all right, I think we can move them to the shed down on the. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> down, down on the property. Down on the property? Down on the property. Okay. So I'm translating for y'all. <laughs> she's she's falling apart over there. We, we, we carry these cardboard Full of rocks to the shed on your property. No, no way. Okay. This is the best I'm part. I'm trying to help people here. I'm like crying. <laughs> we, we struggled to lift them because they were so heavy <laughs> into this wheelie cart, okay? Because we're going to pull the cart like a wagon with wheels on sure, it. Sure, sure. And we get it all full. <laughs> and one of the wheels was already wonky on the wagon. Okay. So we're pulling it, and it went down this little slope, and the whole box (laughs) tipped into the driveway that's already full of rocks. (laughs) I looked down, and I couldn't tell. Which was which? (laughs) Oh, no. And I just looked at him, and he was upset. But I, I thought it was so funny and so he's like well let's pick him up so we're picking him up and i'm like <laughs> that's always I- the voice you use for him too <laughs> poor ron he doesn't poor actually ron. sound like he that you guys sound like that at all but he was aggravated that it happened it was a genuine accident it was nobody's fault but it's as so we're gathering them back into the cart i'm like probably scooping up driveway rocks <laughs> and i'm like um uh, he's like, just put him in. Well, he was upset that day. So, but this is this is how the story gets funnier. We wheel him away to this shed that's down the property a little bit, and that was that. And my purpose was accomplished. The rocks were out of my house, so I'm like, good, sure. So we have an Airbnb, and one day these people come, and the one guy's like, "Well, I'm a geologist," and Ron's <laughs> like, "Oh, well, you would find this story interesting. The lady that owned this house before us was a geologist. Yada yada yada. I have several of her rocks in this shed." And the guy says, "I would love to see them." So he goes, and the next thing I know, Ron's like fanning out 20s and had sold him a bunch of these rocks. They were worth money. I'm like, how many of those rocks were driveway rocks from the bin? I'm sure he would have known the difference. Uh, Maybe, but honest to God, Laura, a lot of those rocks looked like driveway rocks in the box. 
So to the layperson, so it's just so funny. This is why I love my husband so much because all the time stuff that I would have thrown away a hundred years yes. ago will come full circle to yeah. either we're using it or he's getting money for it or whatever. That's his tradition. But the day those <laughs> things fell into the driveway. Oh, oh my, my God. gosh. I'm sorry. It just makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> There's like four things in my life that make me laugh that hard all the time. And that's one of them. <laughs> anyway, so my tradition there is that I like to laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a ritual. <laughs> that's a ritual. That is my tradition. Laughter is the best medicine. Oh. Laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. Oh, God. I love laughing so hard. I literally cry. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's the best. You or know, when like, you're... Smi- like in Elf, smiling's my favorite. Laughing till I cry is my favorite. Yes. And I like it in reverse too. When you when something is upsetting and you're crying, a uh, death in the family or whatever. I don't know if I've had that. Oh, have you ever watched Steel Magnolias? No. Oh, you go think wa- that'll happen to me? Go watch Steel Magnolias. I'll cry and then laugh. Yeah. Well, there's a point in there okay. where they're all crying and then oh. they start laughing. And was and that I Julie Roberts? Was, yes, and Meryl Dolly Parton. Okay. And Dolly Parton says. Um, Laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. Oh, oh, I like See, that. See, I can do a little bit of a Southern accent. We can make a t-shirt for that. It's really... It's, you it's guys, so we're babbling. We're babbling. We're babbling. But, but anywho, if you have uh, any questions about rocks... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Teresa's your girl. It's yeah. Teresa Knapp Ford now. She's, she's, I, I don't want to disrespect her yeah. husband by not including Well, we her were life. just calling her Teresa. Wow. You're the one that brought well, I said up Teresa whole... Knapp right in the beginning. Oh, okay. It's actually Teresa Knapp Ford. Okay. We'll and just she's call her Teresa. fabulous. Look her up. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, um, this has been so much fun. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I love that we babble, but whatever. Yeah. That's what I, we're here for. We're we here sort for of babbles. touched on rituals and traditions. Like babbling Brooks over here. Or, or we got you to think about your rituals yeah, and traditions. And hopefully it will spark something of interest for you yes. to, to laugh about and maybe even score a couple yeah. of tears. So write to us. Our, Please. Our email address is in the notes. We want to hear what you think of us. Make it nice. We want to <laughs> know don't. what you want to Find talk you. about or hear. Any yeah. questions you may have. Yeah. Communicate, baby. I love to... I, I don't like to say I like to read people. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but oh. I love when somebody asks me what I do and I start to explain it to them and they're like, oh, so my neck? What about my neck? And then I'll go into like what the neck means oh, or oh. they'll say my, you know, my shoulder. What does that mean if my left shoulder has been really bothering me? And I'll start to go into that and you can see behind their eyes, they're starting to make this connection. Uh-huh. And um, that, you know, that's my, that's what jazzes me up the most is when people make the connection themselves and they begin their healing journey. So I have one guy that always says, oh, you, I got to come in so you can fix me. And he knows that that's not what that's I not do. Your thing, He's just, right. But, but. Um, I and I so I try to put it right back on him and said, "No, you're here so yeah. that I can help you fix." How yourself. cool that you can do that and you see the wheels turning and you know it's because you did it. Mm-hmm. Like that's fun, right? It is fun. You're allowed to pat yourself on the back thank, for that. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Yeah. I don't want it to ever become. It's like if somebody comes to me and they're sad and I crack all my stupid jokes and then they're laughing. Yes, I mean I'm not. You're like there. I made them feel better yeah. for the moment. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a psych major, but I did. Just snap them out of it a little bit. Yep. And you do that for me a lot too. You, you're you very good at like, I'm lamenting about something and you're just like, no, Laura, let's be realistic here. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're just able to, you just have this way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thanks. I'm so grateful for you. Love I you love so you too. Much. Merry Christmas, friends. Merry Christmas. All right. We love you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you Tune soon. Tune in again later. Talk maybe at we'll you make, soon. <laughs> maybe we'll make Laura laugh so hard she cries next time. I would love that. Okay. Challenge Bye. accepted. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to Soma Speaks. Music by Thomas Telford. Produced and edited by yours truly, Chris. Artwork by our AI overlords. Tune in every week for a new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, always listen to your body.